I've never liked the color pink, but for the first time in my life, I have a reason to wear it. Pink is how control distinguishes all convicts in the cages, men and women. My faded salmon jumpsuit is baggy in all the wrong places, frayed at the cuffs, and worn thin along the elbows and ass. I got my new least favorite outfit as part of my official welcome kit, along with some saggy underwear, scuffed black boots, a thin bedroll, a hygiene kit, and a metal cup for water. My cage is roughly six feet deep, four feet wide, and five feet tall. Long enough for me to stretch out to sleep if I don't mind cozying up to the filthy stainless steel sink slash toilet in the back corner, but not tall enough to stand upright. The ceiling is blackened by mildew, and several square feet along the wall are marred by scratched messages and tally marks. It's damp and echoey, filled with the sharp scuff of controller's boots, the constant drip of water, and the soft murmurs of other inmates. I'm sure they're talking about me, but the voices disappear on the air before I can discern what they're saying. The woman in the cage directly across from mine is asleep. She's got to be in her late forties, with choppy sand-colored hair and the dull skin of someone who used too many drugs in her day. To the right of her cage is a pasty girl with white blonde hair, so thin it seems to stick to her skull. She hasn't paid me much attention since I arrived, but she twitches so much that it's hard to tell what she's thinking. I keep the threadbare blanket they gave me draped over my shoulders, but the cold air cuts right through to the bone. Yo, calls a voice from across the tunnel. I peek out from behind my curtain of hair and shift my gaze to the cage just to the left of the older woman. A girl about my age is watching me from her bedroll. She's got tawny skin, dark freckles, and a thick mane of brown hair. Two illegal studs glint from her right eyebrow, and I can see the edges of a tattoo peeking out from the side of her face. She seems to take my attention for a response and rolls her neck so that her long hair falls to her other shoulder. What are you in for? She asks. I'd rather not say, I murmur. It's complete bullshit. I feel that, she says with a slow double nod. Controllers are usually full of shit. They said I assaulted my foreman, but they could never prove it or nothing. You were ex-con? Yeah. I've never spoken to a woman who worked in exterior maintenance and construction before. Whoever she is, She has to be tough to have survived the brutal heat, the radiation, and the roughneck men. How did you do it? I ask. I mean, how did it come down when you were convicted? The girl lets out a short breath of disgust and rolls her eyes. He said I rammed a steel rail into his head. And he found three other guys who said they saw me do it. Fucking pussies. They would have told the controller anything. But it was their word against mine. You know how it goes. I feel my breath leave my lungs and turn back to face the opposite wall of my cage. I shouldn't have asked. I'm Ursula, by the way, she adds. Harper, I choke, not wanting to be rude to a girl who settles disputes with steel rails. It seems as though Ursula expects me to say more, but she falls silent, and I spend the next few hours listening to the unsteady drip of water down the pipes. The cages are a filthy, miserable place to be. But I'm sure wherever Constance took Eli is much worse. Jaden will stop at nothing to extract the information she needs to hunt down his brother Owen.
When she finds him, she'll be one step closer to locating Malcolm Martinez and Jackson Mills, and eradicating the fringe gangs for good. Eli is probably being tortured for information right now, and it's all my fault. I'm the one who told the Undersecretary of Health and Rehab about the arrowhead Eli smuggled in from the fringe, and gave Jaden the last bit of evidence she needed to put the puzzle together and have us both arrested. The intimidating thump of controller boots puts me out of my misery. A door with metal bars creaks at the end of the tunnel, signaling a shift change. I suppress a groan when I see a glint of blonde hair, accompanied by a familiar cocky swagger. Paxton Delwood is sidling down the tunnel toward my cage. I can't quite make out his rat-like face and nasty smirk. But I've hated Paxton long enough to have that expression burned into my brain for eternity.